He's improvising. Is this thing on? This is Big Green. Welcome to This Is Big Green for December of 2017. My goodness me, we have a wonderful show for you. Just in time for Christmas, Paul. Not quite in time for Christmas. It's so good, it's so good, it's so good! It's the Romney Christmas special. I mean, the Ned Truck Reunion special. I mean, the New Year's special. Featuring, uh, I don't know, how many songs? Six songs? Some are retracts. Some are <laughs> Indeed. A little bit of talking. A little bit of thinking. A little bit of stinking. Stay tuned. Think stank. Is this thing on? Okay. <laughs> It's the Romney Christmas special! What the hell? I thought this was a Ned Trek reunion special! You mean I cantered all the way the hell out of Burbank for some pathetic variety show featuring you and your mutant offspring? Jesus! That's right, Ned. You've been waiting for this all year long! I've been waiting for that reunion paycheck all year long, fool! Does this mean I'm not getting any oats for this gig? <laughs> Ned, Ned, stop building yourself up for a big disappointment. We're all going to enjoy a traditional Mormon celebration of the High Holy Days. We'll don our festive undergarments, do a little doodah dancing, and watch in wonder as John Huntsman performs feats of strength in the car elevator. The hell we will! This reunion is gonna happen, whether you like it or not! Now, Ned, don't be a spoil sport. Pouting on Christmas is a Maroni no-no, and it probably goes against the 47th commandment. There's that number again. <laughs> now where was I? Oh yeah, and now it's the Romney Christmas special. No, no, no. It's the Ned Trek reunion special. Take it from here, cheap-ass voiceover fool. Space, the ultimate marketplace. These are the voyages of the Starship Free Enterprise. Its mission of undetermined length, um, until we're canceled, I guess. To seek out strange new commodities, exploitable alien workforces, to brazenly amass the largest profits that any corporation has before. It's the Ned Trek 2017 Reunion Christmas Special Extravaganza, starring Mr. Ned, the talking dressage horse from space. Present! Captain Willard Matilius Romney! Who said that? Is that you, Maroni? Idiot! Continue, voiceover jerk! And that's an order! Plus the remains of Duck Coburn! I say! Lieutenant Commander Pearl! Hello, everybody! I am Lieutenant Commander Pearl, it says here! Well, that's not freaking Pearl! Where the hell did that guy come from? Rent a blimp! And the Nixon Android! Uh, greetings, viewers and listeners around the world! What the hell? 
and that's not even the Nixon Android's voice. Uh, no, no, not the voice, Mr. Horsets. It's me, Jimmy Sweetwater. Remember? I was the guy inside the Nixon Android suit. Why do I have the overwhelming desire to shoot you right now? Oh, whatever. Continue announcer, ass. Thank you. And an extremely disgruntled Mr. Sulu. Just another payday, I hope. With special guest appearances by Mr. French. Ach, that's Welsh, your bogus frat. And since when am I a special guest? I've been on this stupid show for as long as... Plus Stephanie O. Stephanie R. Stephanie S. Prime. Not every clone, you fool. This isn't a mini-series. Not yet. I stand corrected. Special performance by the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Ha, dog. You know, back in my middle school days, I was second tenor on the MTC. <laughs> they used to call me Mixmaster Mitt. Golly, I could bust a rhyme better than anybody at Provo Primogeniture Preparatory Academy. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Woof, woof. Oh, Jesus! Plus, surprise celebrity appearances. So stay tuned for the Romney... Uh, the Ned Trek Reunion 2017... Um... Christmas... Uh, special? That's our cue! It's the Romney Christmas Special! Special so we're not wearing ties! We've all got button-up sweaters! I even have a button-up Bring your kids. That's the president. 
Ladies and gentlemen, your host for this evening, Dr. Carl Sagan. Thank you, disembodied voice of mindless enthusiasm. I am not honored, but rather somewhat puzzled by my presence here. What malevolent power keeps dragging me back from oblivion to appear on this childish show? It's a boundless mystery to me, but no matter. I am told by this antiquated teleprompter in front of me that it has fallen to me to introduce the cast. Pointless, but I will proceed. Think back, dear viewer, to the heyday of modern television. Gripping shows like uh, Mayberry RFD, then came Bronson and The Courtship of Eddie's Father. Now think a little further back. You may remember a talking horse in a chintzy space commander uniform. Who could forget that? An annoyingly effable trust fun baby captain with an empty skull and lifelike plastic hair. <laughs> Sounds like my roommate at Gamma Upsilon Omega House. Hey, wait, that's right, I didn't have a roommate. Just my Uncle Brigham's full-length mahogany mirror. Jesus again! A Christian Confederate Sawbones doctor with an appetite for only two things, bourbon and more bourbon. Ah, uh, say, Kentucky bourbon, sir! And a disgruntled helmsman with a clumsily contrived Pan-Asian last name. Is this gonna take long? I'm in the middle of a Twitter war with some half-wit bigot. Again. How dare you, sir! I'll have you know that I've graduated at the top of my class at Liberty University! If you continue to impugn my lofty credentials on Twitter, I shall have to challenge you to a duel! Coburn, you've got the Confederate battle flag as your header, and your profile picture is a shot of that weird-ass Nathan Bedford Forest statue in Brentwood, Tennessee. You probably should expect some insults on Twitter. Keep it moving, Sagan! I've got some first-cutting alfalfa flakes waiting for me back home! Very well. <clears throat> and who could forget the entertainingly eccentric antics of Lieutenant Commander Richard Pearl? Oh, I'm innocent! Yes, <clears throat> most amusing, I'm sure. The Confederate Star Cruiser Free Enterprise? unlocked many mysteries and encountered many strange life forms during its interstellar journey into the hearts of America. Well, that has to be the most fraudulent line of dialogue ever written. But I said it and you heard it. <laughs> it's not their brains that are the problem. It's their hearts. Their hearts. Too much pasta fazola. Doc warned them, didn't you, Doc? I most certainly did, sir. In fact, I was preparing to do a total phazulectomy on America. But they failed to meet my price. And like any self-respecting man of space medicine, I command a considerable fee for my services. A remuneration that sometimes exceeds the meager means of a simple country folk. Shut up, Coburn. Jesus. Now the director is motioning to me. He is using a kind of semaphore code, it seems. CQ, CQ. Okay, 
I'm supposed to do an awkward toss to another announcer. Uh, over to you. You? Thank you, Dr. Sagan, and hello. I am known to you as Gladstone Goodstein on that show, Nedrick. But my given name is Goodstone Gladstein. It's my great privilege, really an honor beyond words. Time! No, wait. Uh, I meant to say a privilege. Yes, a privilege to introduce some favorite moments from the good old days on board the Starship Free Enterprise. And now, our first look back. You know him as the Chief Communications Officer on the Free Enterprise. He was also in charge of starting elective wars, hiding in closets, and making overstuffed sandwiches. I wonder who this could be. Would you shut up, fake Pearl? Jesus! That's right, Mr. Horse. It's Lieutenant Commander Pearl. No matter what he looks like now, we reach deep deep into the archives and found this exciting scene starring Mr. Pearl from the classic Ned Trek. What do you think, Pearly? Should we invade Iraq like Uncle Cheney says? Tennis says it's a slam dunk. Oh, absolutely, Mr. President. A total slam dunk. Our troops will be greeted as liberators and showered with sweets and lucrative oil field development contracts. Hot dog! Did you hear that, Mr. Nixon? This is going to be so awesome. You'll be able to come out of hiding. No, Georgie, no. Far be it for me to cast a shadow on your triumph. This will be your war, young man. You take all the credit. And then when the Jews start attacking you, you can count on my support. I'll be your silent partner. Hey, that's my job, Nixon. What do you mean by coming in here alive? Go back to being dead, you liberal surrender monkey. You're wrong, Mr. Pearl. I'm alive as Joe Hill. I never died, said he. I never died, said me. That that was very good, Mr. President. I love it when you sing songs of the movement. Thanks a lot, Henry. Say what you will about those commies. They always had the best songs. No, Mr. Pearl. You see, I've been alive forever, and I dropped the very first bomb. I put the fuse and the ordinance together. I am Nixon, and I drop the bombs. I drop the bombs that make the whole world scream. I drop the tons of jellied gasoline. That's right. I drop the bombs that make the young girls fry. I drop the bombs. I, I drop, drop the bombs. bombs. I am Nixon, and, and I drop the bombs. And I also drop the bombs. Stop it! I've got a war to sell. Oh, calm down, Burley. Didn't you know Nixon scientists discovered the secret of eternal life back in '71? That's right. After we worked out the formula for perpetual immunity from war crime prosecution, it was a piece of cake. Hey, all I heard was Nixon in that clip. I thought it was going to be all about me. What? Sounds kind of like Pearl. Well, you learned quickly. I'll give you that. Yes, wasn't that fun? 
Uh, Goodstein, you're the only one following the script. If you keep doing that, nothing you say will make any sense. Oh, wouldn't I? As I was saying. And now, it says here, I will hand the MC baton to another occasional Ned Trek character. You know him best from his masterful work on television classics like The Big Valley, The Six Million Dollar Man, and The Fall Guy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... <laughs> Welcome, Mr. Lee Majors. Ha! Last week on Ned Trick, the crew of the Free Enterprise jumped through an alien time portal that by pure coincidence sent them back to the United States in the 1960s. Shut up, Majors! You're not introducing another episode! You're just doing a lead into another... Cheap-ass clip from the stupid show. What? Oh, right. Sorry, Mr. Horse. And you sound just like W. Bush, by the way. Not that there's a world of difference between the two of yous. Okay, okay, Dagnabbit. <clears throat> Next up, let's look back at another classic moment from Nedrick. This time featuring Captain Willard Metellius Romney. <laughs> there are 47% of the people who will vote for the president no matter what. Ah, Captain, what are you saying? <laughs> All right, there are 47% who are with him, who are dependent upon government, who believe that they are victims, who believe that the government has a responsibility to care for them, who believe that they are entitled to health care, to food, to housing, to you name it. You don't say, and what do you call that, Willard? Pray tell. But that's an entitlement. <laughs> and the government should give it to them. And they will vote for this president no matter what. Frickin' loser! Next you'll be telling us about the war on Christmas. Don't get me started, Ned. Though on second thought, what the heck? Let's get started. I sense you no doubt with my... With my servant, Jesus, I sent him up the snowy mountain road the tempest is Christmas is the time you need to be seen with your wholesome creep. You'll all be thinking of the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. Imagine him there in a manger, some shepherds round spread foreign paper. Three of them have been a Hey, King of Kings. 
Is that your ring? Is that your ring? It might be mine. told me around that time that I should try to sound more like I care about the little guy. You sure can hear it in that speech. After all, Sheldon Adelson is only about four foot six. Billionaires don't get much littler than that. <laughs> Jesus, wake up, majors. What else have you got? Something more interesting, I hope. Funny you should say that, Mr. Horsey. The next one features you. Uh-huh. Well, alert the network sensors, then. Well, hello, Ned, you old devil, you. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have any sugar for you. I... Huh. Wait, they think of everything, don't they? Who the hell are you talking about, Willard? The sugar barons, Ned. Like our old family friend Alfonso Fanjul from sunny Havana. It was his idea to pack sugar into little cubes. Picture a thousand Cuban coolies sculpting those little beauties by hand round the clock. <laughs> those oligarchs think of everything. Sounds like you've got one tainted with LSD. Kind of sorry I asked. What's your big plan for the Christmas holiday, Ned? How about a little gallop around the Romney Ranchero? You could winnie at the Haciendados without it costing a single centavo. Not a chance. I'm sticking close to home after what happened last Christmas. <laughs> what the heck happened, Ned? Did you spend it with your family? I know it's a long ride to the glue factory. More like the Holy Family, Willard. It went like this. Hey, 
gonna end at some point um well it seems likely mr horse and by the way this is carl sagan once again lee majors wandered out of the building during that last musical performance i believe he may be in pursuit of someone named matt bentel he told me in passing that should he ever find the gentleman he will let me see if i could get this right keel him I'm not familiar with the dialect. I think it must be some kind of texophonics, but no matter. Well, no Ned Trek cast reunion would be complete without a visit from the inimitable Senator Reverend Dr. Coburn. Here is a scene that will no doubt seem familiar to you, if only because the scenes from classic Ned Trek are of such uniformly poor quality that you likely cannot distinguish one from the other. Yeoman Beauregard, where's my Kentucky bourbon? Uh, my name is Bigelow, sir. Where did you last see it? Right where it always is. Cheek by jowl with my other Kentucky bourbon. I need my bluegrass venison this moment, sir. Okay, Dr. Coburn. Uh, what's the hurry, anyway? Damn your insolence. I've uncovered a traitor in the Confederacy, sir, and he must be dispatched forthwith. Yeah, okay, but what's that got to do with your bourbon? Kentucky bourbon, my sir, full regard, sir. Right, right. Uh, uh, same question, only with Kentucky inserted. I see. The answer is obvious, yeoman. I need my genuine Kentucky bourbon to find my genuine coat. 45 revolver! And I need my Colt 45 revolver to dispatch that traitorous heathen I spoke of in my earlier utterance! Okay, uh, Doc, um, I'm almost afraid to ask this, but who is the traitor? Yeoman Beauregard, that's who! Where's my Kentucky bourbon? Yeah, I kind of thought so. Um, I've got some fresh orders from Starfleet's command, Dr. Coburn. It says no bourbon for you. Why? 
Kentucky Bourbon, sir. Oh, and <clears throat> I'm supposed to hold on to your gun, too. This is an outrage, sir. You are violating my rights as a sovereign citizen under the Second Amendment, sir. The only piece of that northern constitution that has survived into the Confederate era. It's bulletproof. Yes, well, it says here that you can't be trusted with firearms. That you've killed seven yeomen since your assignment to the Free Enterprise. All as traitors, sir! Uh, okay. You have no right to debarrel me, sir! My trusty firearm is as safe in my hands as a gallon of Kentucky bourbon! Oh boy, back to the bourbon again. Kentucky! Kentucky bourbon, right, sorry. I tell you, bourbon or no bourbon, I am a good man with a gun! Just as good as Bobby Sweet! Bobby Sweet? Who the hell is Bobby Sweet? Well, I'm gonna tell ya! Now Bobby Sweet has a Christmas bomb Go ahead and open it, it's not Of our armed forces.
Yaman third class Bigelow to Mr. Ned. Ned here, what is it, big fella? I mean, Bigelow. Doc Coburn is drunk dialing some Kentucky Colonel again. Can I be reassigned? Call me when you earn promotion to Yeoman second class. Ned out. Oh, Jesus. Well, I think they're just about finished there. Who could forget the distinctive flavor of that little chestnut? Or any chestnut, as it happens. In fact, that bitter taste in your mouth right now is not at all unique. So perhaps I should use a different holiday metaphor. I can't believe I'm saying any of this. To hell with that, Sagan! What else have you got? I can hear a craft services tray full of sugar cubes calling me right now. Well, let's see. There's Mr. Sulu. Oh, Jesus, look. Can we just skip the flashback and go straight to the song? I've got a perfect one for the occasion. <clears throat> about the war on Christmas part, but that line about being paid twice for every hour was world class. Uh, uh, well, that's fascinating, I'm sure. I suppose this might be a good time to draw this little gathering to a close. I'm missing an important conference on the remote possibility that there is intelligent life on Earth. 
And I would like to rejoin my colleagues before they serve the survey. Well, what the hell do you want me to do about it? Just toss it back to the announcer drone. Very well. Hello, Mr. Announcer Man. This is Dr. Carl Sagan. Over to you. Thanks, Professor. Next on CBS, the Andy Williams Advent Calendar Happy Hour with Claude Akins, Buck Owens, and 15 other celebrities with one-syllable first names and two-syllable last names. Oh, Christ. I have one of those. I hope this doesn't mean I have to put on a tacky sweater and sing a choral version of Edelweiss. That's a distinct possibility. Then, at 11 Eastern, pull up a hay bale for Christmas on Rocky Top, a three-hour banjo abrasion featuring every bluegrass singer you've never heard of, and then some. Ah, say, that sounds like a good old-fashioned country music special. Ah, the melodious sound of the banjos playing through the broken glass. And the sweet pie and aroma of burning crosses. I love it. <laughs> Just like back home, eh, Doc? <laughs> that reminds me. When I was a tyke, my junior manservice Rodrigo played banjo. Then he was deported for breaking a glass. <laughs> Whoa, Ah, Mr. Ned, famous the hell out of here before I have to listen to one more description of some bogus Christmas extravaganza. And at 2 a.m. Eastern, it's the Hugh Hewitt Holiday Special with special guest star Henry Winkler. Energize! Got gravel in his chest He's about to tell me the things that I 
Splinters already. Hi everybody. Hi everybody. Hi everybody. Hi everybody. Yeah. Hi. It is now. Well, for, for goodness' how sake. Long? Just for just a moment ago. You're making a fool out of us. Both. I didn't. I didn't capture any of the song. You're making you're a singing. monkey. Oh, good. Okay. I didn't capture didn't any want, of the song. You're a foul one, <laughs> Mr. Joe. You're a rotter and a foe. Blah 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 blah. So, it's Christmas time, Joe. Well, it's Christmas again, isn't it? What did you get for Christmas, Joe? Oh, what did I get? I got did socks. You get these robots? No robots this off? year. Did someone fill your car with robots? I found it better to give than to receive when it comes to robots. No, I got no robots. No one filled my car with robots. No one filled mine with robots either. They just don't know what we want. It's the second year in a row. No one filled my car with robots. Nobody gave me a jetpack. Nobody. Nobody gave me a trombone. (laughs) That's what I got last year. Did you get a trombone (laughs) last year? I did get a trombone last year. Oh, give me a break. Yeah, I can't play it, though, because every time I try to play it, I lose a filling... <laughs> let's let's face it. I blow on the trombone. Well, well, that just means that there's only a limited number of times that you can play it. I blow on the bone. <laughs> I blow on the bone. You know the trouble with me is that I blow on a bone. You're a rotter, Mister <laughs> Bone. You have a flugelhorn there. You pick up a flugel, flugelhorn. The words that best describe you are stink, stank. What are you playing? I don't understand. Our Christmas special has gone awry. Well, we hope you all enjoyed the Christmas special. (laughs) Romney. (laughs) Special. (laughs) Romney. The Romney Christmas special. The the Ned Trek cast reunion. We were imagining Ned Trek like 20 years down the road or maybe 40 years. Or maybe 50 years Yeah, as if the, it was... After the show was canceled. As if it was like actual Star Trek, but it's yeah. obviously not. Because it's such a low quality. Yeah. They, and Star <laughs> Trek was such high quality. It was loosely based on some 
reunion show for Lost in Space where instead of having the guy that was instead of having the voice of the robot they had the guy that was inside the robot what the hell is that guy's name? something May, Bobby May or something it's Bobby May Bobby May it's Bobby May not, yes not uh, Bobby Sweet <laughs> now Bobby Sweet is a different other person And now That's the wrong key. And now Peter Lorre is here. Bobby Sweet never heard no well, we, we already we already that was part of the show. Need to reiterate things for this Christmas special. What kind of a show do you think <laughs> this is? This show so far. Well, first there was some cartoons. Then, uh, <laughs> then a fully dressed naval officer jumped into the sea. <laughs> uh, then there were some, some more cartoons. <laughs> and then there was me telling you this. And then a 16 ton weight dropped on my head. Wait, I don't Wait, remember that. I don't that. remember that. <laughs> Here's Peter Laurie's Christmas song. Oh, let us hear it. Okay, no music, please, because you'll play it wrong, and that will throw me off. Here goes. This is Peter Laurie's special Christmas song wish to all of you. Have an unholy ghoulish Christmas with an extra dose of weird... Half a cup of bloody snow and this severed ear of <laughs> an unholy deformed Christmas. Something emerges from a tomb. Say hello to demon beings, half human, half baboon. <laughs> oh, oh, dismembered toes hanging on the tree. Somebody screams in horror. Kill him once for me. Have an unholy, gruesome Christmas. And one filled with fear. Bring dead bodies to your dog body. Christmas this year. Thank you. Peter Laurie. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Kill him once for me. <laughs> Kill him once for me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I thought I thought that everyone would enjoy Peter Laurie. <laughs> oh, oh, the severed toes hanging from, from the, the tree. tree. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Joe didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> He stepped on it pretty badly, I thought. Let's see. The, well, I'm always Cut reading. Things. I always read our scripts with a real sense of discovery. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Corbin Al said about Ike. <laughs> I'm going to Korea. <laughs> Eisenhower making good on his promises and his speeches. Well, actually, Trump is very similar to that. Yeah, he reads a lot of times he'll read his speeches and they'll kind of comment on it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, or he'll misread it and then he'll kind of incorporate the misreading yeah. into the reading. Yeah. yeah, he tries to make it. <sighs> he he probably thinks he's being really clever. 
He is very clever. That's why he is with the Daleks. We'd have the Dalek Christmas next. Have a holy jolly Christmas. Well, uh, obviously Christmas is over. We're always late with these specials. Sorry about that, folks. What are you gonna do? We're busy people. I don't know. So many people, many people, many people. <laughs> many people. Say, what about these many people? Oh, the little people. There's a little people. There's <laughs> <laughs> oh, another little people. There's <laughs> God, that is so offensive. I'm not even Irish. <laughs> offended by what you've just done. Well, you shouldn't feel offended because it's such a terrible accent. <laughs> it's such a terrible imitation of a of a stereotypical Irish oh, accent. You're a bit of a leprechaun, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Sure, and it's a bit of a leprechaun. Oh. Jesus. Sure, and it's a bit of a... <laughs> Nothing else oh, than distorted leprechaun. <laughs> a distorted leprechaun. <laughs> Who ever heard of such a thing? It's Joe the distorted leprechaun here. He's a heavy metal leprechaun. I found a holy Spanish castle magic. Emerald Isle magic. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, while we're maniacally laughing, we hope that you have hey, enjoyed. Continue. We hope that you have enjoyed your Christmas special time of year. And Kwanzaa was the day right after Christmas, Joe. It was indeed. I don't think did Hanukkah end like the day before Christmas. It was just miracle after miracle. I don't fucking know. I don't keep track of these things. I I remember the first day of when was Halloween. Um, Halloween was on the thirty first of October. <laughs> See, not close at all, was it? No. But what about All Hallows Eve? Oh, I think it was the same night. Or All Saints Day. Oh, you got me there. <laughs> what about Saint Smithen's Day? Saint Smith Day. Saint Smith's Day. Smith. My only pleasure we'll get out of this is to see Smith fry. <laughs> it's to see St. Smithen's fry. <laughs> now, what is Boxing Day, and what is the significance of Boxing Day? I think it's the day when they put all the uh, spare gifts into boxes, and they bring them to the needy. Really? It's a British no, holiday. kind of made that up, didn't you? I made that up, yes. Jesus Christ. I, this, I was thinking about packing up old gifts well that's right because you were giving the robots to children oh well joe was filling someone else's car with our well last robots. year last year i fed the children that to robots. legacy because <laughs> robots were our legacy <laughs> last year last year i was part of a, a scheme by which robots carried away children so i thought <laughs> this year i thought i'd make up for it by giving robots see our father when he died our fathers yes, our gave fathers. us Left us a legacy of robots. Yes, he left me a legacy of robots. And Joe and gave those robots without consulting anyone. No, I didn't ask anyone. Because I, I was children. afraid they'd say no. He gave it to children living underneath bridges. 
<laughs> underneath Jeff Bridges. That's <laughs> more dangerous then, than living under they, bridges. <laughs> then they hustled away Jeff Bridges for having children. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be. Now to to the Orphinks. Orphinks. Well, we are now Orphinks because yeah, no, we don't mother have passed away. Now I hope you're satisfied, world. My mother passed away, and satisfied, world. long since passed away. We weren't satisfied with taking Glenn Campbell away from us. This I know year they had to take our mother as well. Yeah, this this year blew. This year blew. Lost good portion of the Dick Van Dyke show cast this year. That's true. Rosemarie died too. Jim Neighbors gone. Jimmy Durante still gone. <laughs> he died like 50 years ago. I know. Well, he's still gone. And it's disappointing. It's disappointing every year. Bob Michaels died this year. Who? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's yeah. a former, former majority minor- leader. Well, minority. He was a minority. Minority never, leader. Yeah, that's right. He never lived to be a majority leader. Yeah. Congressman from Michigan. Yeah, he was a tremendous dick. <laughs> he was like, I, I always mix him up with Henry Hyde. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't quite as bad as Henry Hyde. But but there well he was Hyde was from Illinois. Yeah, he was a dick. Oh my god, I couldn't stand him. And his oh. his legacy lives on in the Hyde Amendment. Yeah, that's right. Can't spend any federal money on on abortion services. Yeah, wasn't he like yeah, didn't he have some kind of mistress scandal himself? Some kind of... I think he did. Those were the two. It was when he was young and impressionable. In his 40s. <laughs> in his 40s. He was in his 40s, so he, <laughs> he must be eliminated. He, he gets to be young in his 40s. <laughs> Joe, David Cassidy died this year, too. I know. God I know. damn it. I know. It's terrible. It's been a terrible year. Um, Who else died? John Hurt. No, he died last year. So he died this year. Was it? I think it was this year. Oh. Well, that would be really terrible. Yeah, that's not good. Um, a lot of a lot of famous people did. That's why I can have his voice now. That's why <laughs> we can both have his voice. Edward Herman died, actually. A writer. Oh, okay. Writer Edward Herman, um, historian. Actually. Lincoln died. Yeah. Lincoln died. Still dead. So, what else? This is a very cheery Christmas yes. special. So, the, the Lord Jesus died, Joe, for your The sins. Lord Jesus died, and that's why we celebrate. He um, died of natural causes. Yes. <laughs> for some reason, we celebrate. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> natural causes, like <laughs> imperialism. <laughs> that's stupid. Christmas was when he was born. It wasn't when he died. Well, how do they know? Well, he wasn't. Could have been that. Could have been the Mormons. They, they could say, have them. They said it was April 6th, right? They might have the dates mixed the brilliant up. Brilliant Mormons who got everything else right. <laughs> I'm sure they were right about Christmas. <laughs> right as Romney. <laughs> right as Romney. <laughs> Says here we could have tens of wives. <laughs> tens of wives. Tens of wives. Tens of wives. Tens of wives. Says here I can have tens of wives. Says here I can have forty lives. It says here I can have tens of wives in my home. Or three children doing that chores. 
Bring them young and keep them coming. <laughs> Say 50 wives. Word. 50 wives. That's a Mormon rag. Christmas special slash Ned Trek reunion. Ned Trek reunion special. We plug, we plug. So special we're not wearing ties. Oh, yeah, that was one of the songs. That was one of the <laughs> We songs. all got buttoned up sweaters. Some of you probably noticed that we recycled a few of our old songs in there. Yeah, it would have you would have to be like a follower of Big Green from many, many years ago. Which probably yeah. no one is. <laughs> no one. Because god damn it. We're not smart and handsome or good. <laughs> <laughs> Where? Let me see. How is Fickle it? Crew. Somebody put it. Fickle uh, crowd, you. We are about the most obscure band there ever was. <laughs> <laughs> We're so it's obscure. about as obscure as they get. <laughs> no one has ever heard our music ever. No one ever. No one ever comes here ever. And we're fine with that. That's right. Listen, we're fine with that. We're fine with that. We're fine See, with that. See, they don't even know that song. We're, we're fine. just fine with we're that. We're fine with that. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine with that. We're fine. <laughs> so fine with that. I think we're really fine with that. Yes, you're gonna get fined for that. You say. <laughs> get fined for that. It's Can't get fined for that. Can't get fined for love. <laughs> it's not against the law. Ow! Is this song so good it's against the law? This song's so good it's gonna get us a fine. Well, you can't find me for love And you can't find me for being nothing You can't find me with a pair of tongue Cause I ain't gonna find no stone and it's wrong Ow! Oh, it's so wrong See, now who wouldn't pay for stuff like this? It's Louie. Skeeter I'm having to feed him scat lines. Now give us a buzzwow. Now give us a buzzwow. Buzzwow. Mammoth. There's mammoth clam out there. Well, you better not go there. Okay, I know, I know. Copyright. Copyright. 
Big Green has been unexpectedly canceled. <laughs> this is Big Green will not be heard tonight. Too late. It's already being heard. It's being heard by everyone who will hear it ever. I have to check to see if anything's happening at the pond. Oh my god, he's looking at something's, his birds again. Something's happening in the reactor room. Oh my god. He's looking at his birds. No, I'm not looking at birds. I'm looking at the pond. So Matt, what's been happening at the pond? Well, it's like been a thousand degrees below zero, and so the pond is frozen, Joe, so I have to break holes in the ice so I could give the beavers sweet potatoes. And lately I've been carrying an emergency sweet potato in my pocket. Have you ever heard of such a thing? No. <laughs> I believe that's an honest answer. <laughs> it is. No, I was, uh, lately I have been, because I never know when I'm going to see a beaver, and they really like sweet potatoes, and I thought, well, I don't want to... See one and not have a potato, so I've started calling the one I carry in my pocket an emergency sweet potato. And then I realized, wow, no one probably does this in the world as an emergency sweet potato in their pocket. I know. Well, it's important. How do, how do they handle the, the very cold weather like this? Oh, they're fine. Well, their pond gets iced over, but inside the lodge, they have a chamber which is above the water. And with all the beavers in there, it's actually quite warm. Yeah, because beavers are very large. They have large body mass, and together, uh, as long as they have enough sweet about, potatoes for it's fuel, probably about fifty yeah. degrees in the lodge. I would think. Oh, okay, a balmy fifty degrees, and they have their food, and most of their food, of course, is not sweet potatoes, but it's it's branches that they've stored underwater. So they go into the pond. They don't have to breach the ice. They grab a branch from their underwater food storage called a cache, and they bring it back into the lodge. And in the lodge, they can breathe. So, because as you know, beavers are beavers are aquatic mammals. They they need to breathe. They don't have gills. They're air-breathing creatures. The beaver is <laughs> an air-breathing creature <laughs> who, like the gorilla. Regardless of my shaking my head like it's on a loose spring. Have you noticed that David Attenborough's head movements have become my very head movements eccentric. have become much more eccentric as the years have passed by. I don't know why. I've asked other naturalists to observe me as I'm watching other creatures. Sitting with this gorilla, and I'm afraid that my head moving around like a, like it's on a loose spring is probably going to upset it. It's distracting the gorilla. <laughs> the great silverback male is approaching me now. He's going to peel me like a banana. <laughs> if only I could control myself and stop moving my head like this. <laughs> I am imitating the, I'm imitating the gorilla challenge. <laughs> not wise not wise he's baring his teeth at me as I speak <laughs> what a fascinating dialect oh wait we're getting something from the planet Xenon oh that's just dialing it in just dialing it in Apparently, we're about to be eliminated. Boy, I'd like some of that right now. Some eliminate. <laughs> some nice school eliminate. 
<laughs> man, oh man, I like what if story. what if the Daleks communicated only to Chico Marx? <laughs> <laughs> Get to use some of that lemonade. <laughs> We're talking about taxes. I had a sister once in taxes. <laughs> no, we're talking about revenue, dollars. That's it, dollars, taxes. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Oh, I'd kids. like a nice big glass That's of that. That's hilarious, <laughs> kids. Some lemonade. So, uh, do you have any more Christmas remembrances? Oh, let's see. Christmas remembrances. So far, this this show has been a downer. Mm. First, mm. there's like dead people, and then mm. we're like talking about other dead people. I've played cheesy pop gigs on uh, on Christmas. Yeah. With horrible. real cheese or? With cheesy bands. With cheese Cheesy dance bands. Cheese substitutes. I've I played in a band called the Cheese Substitutes. <laughs> We're the cheese substitutes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We're Velveeta. <laughs> <laughs> We're Swiss in the holes. <laughs> Swiss in the hole. <laughs> we're nacho cheese, and we'll be. We're nacho cheese, and we're here all night. <laughs> we'll be here all night. Nacho cheese. What nacho cheese? Nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. <laughs> nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. We're nacho cheese. Nacho. Nacho cheese. Nacho. Nacho cheese. Nacho. Nacho cheese. Who can argue with that? <laughs> and several butcher's aprons. Bow, 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 bow. Um, well, I think we probably don't have much else to say. So. <laughs> <laughs> even that. But Matt, you haven't even told us what your Christmas was like. I don't know. I went to work all day and then I came home and did the same thing and I've been working on a report. <gasps> that sounds fun. Two months and it's not finished yet. So as soon as I leave here, I'm going to be working on that again. Satisfied. I woke up late. I worked all day. Read a linguistics <laughs> paper. And then I went <laughs> to the really? Are you still doing <laughs> linguistics stuff? I read things. Yeah, I read oh, things. Jesus Christ, he's so important. More important than you folks. <laughs> well, do you still look at beavers? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, you have your science, yes, I have mine. I took care of my beavers today. Mine is the take science. care of them every day. Mine is the science of language. That's your stupid science. It's my science. That's my science. Is the science of natural history. So is mine. History. Now yours is history natural. It's biolinguistics. Biology. Biology. Uh, anyway. Oh. Let's uh, strike up the 
So strike up the music. Okay. Strike up the song. Well, have well, a good new year. Um, I hope everyone survives the new year. I hope we all have a wonderful time, especially in light of uh, <coughs> certain circumstances beyond our control. To you by the nurses. The mercies. And Sheldon Edelson. <laughs> Sheldon Edelson here. Oh, very handsome. Even if he is small, this money is big. Big Green can be found at big-green.net. Follow me on Twitter at Big Green Joe. Twitter is a machine that we can communicate through. Oh no, oh no, it's almost over. Oh no!